how do I tailor my approach to get the most out of this interaction with my client? That is so powerful. So if you come back to increasing team performance, that like that is gold. You've got a team of people who are aware, they're conscious, they've got that level of their EQ, they are intentionally changing their approach and their communication style and all these things to get the most out of you know the interaction with the team that is how you increase team performance hey team josh here today i want to talk to you about how to increase team performance so today we met with our boardroom cohort uh, on, a, on a momentum session which is a like a q a every thursday we catch up with our boardroom crew and do a q a style momentum session which is people bring their questions get answered by myself and the group to keep them moving um, and keep that pace in the business. Today we were talking about, we we're talking about recruitment and recruiting the right person every time, but then it, then the conversation morphed into, you know, team, team performance, team dynamics and that sort of thing. So what I wanted to do today is kind of share with you probably from both sides, like the recruitment piece and the process to follow there, but also then how this feeds into team performance as well. Because, you know, what I see happen so often is that because the industry is so busy, people rush the recruitment process and they hire the first piece, first person that walks through the door, the first person that they like. And what I'm seeing in the industry now is because of that rush, and that probably complacency in the recruitment process, businesses are having a whole bunch of problems now with their team, uh, team performance, poor culture, because they just hired the, you know, the person who's available, the person that would just kind of walk through the door, as opposed to recognizing that, you know, the recruitment process is one that you need to really take seriously and get right, because the person that you bring into your business can if you get if you get the wrong person into your business can completely undermine culture team performance and really everything that you set out to kind of do and create with your business so talking to a few clients today like the we have to really take the recruitment process seriously and i think a key thing that's missed in the recruitment process is actually like kind of stepping through and i've got a couple of trainings that i've, I've shared with my boardroom clients around like what's the step-by-step -step process to go through to recruit high performance? And the first step is before you even go to market, you need to understand who is the ideal candidate for this particular role. So before you go to market, before you start to talk to recruiters, before you get an ad up, I want you to understand if the ideal candidate walked through the door tomorrow, what would they look like? What would their, and not physically look like, but what would they look like from a values point of view, personality traits, skill sets, you know, persona and all those sorts of things. Because, and the reason this is important is we need to get really clear on the ideal candidate for the role before we go to market. So getting really clear on if the ideal person walked through the door tomorrow, these are the skill sets, these are the attributes, these are the traits that this person would have. And the reason this is important is because once we get into the recruitment process and we start to meet people, we get swayed. We go, oh, I suppose they'd fit in okay, or I suppose I could live with that personality trait. Or, you know, we make compensations and it costs us on the back end. It costs us with poor performance, poor culture, etc. So we want to get really clear on the ideal candidate first before we go to market. And so then it's not about looking at these, these candidates through the rose-colored glasses. It's about actually 
you know, once you're looking at your shortlisting going, does this person, does person A, B or C actually match my ideal role back here? And if the answer is no, and you're just making a compensation because you want to hire someone, then you've got to let them go. Because if you hire the wrong person into your business, it costs you time, money, culture, team, performance, all those sorts of things. So you've got to hire right and you've got to remove emotion from the hiring process. So when we're talking about team culture and we're talking about team performance, it starts right back at the recruitment process. You have to hire high performers and you have to hire the right person. And it's about, like I said, removing emotion from the process and bringing into bringing in a structure to the to the recruitment process as well so as long as you've got a checklist to follow and you're following that process every single time you know and it's not foolproof but you're going to give yourself the very very best chance of hiring the right person which then leads into team performance and team culture so once we kind of walk through today you know the recruitment process and and how to follow that to get the right person into the role the conversation then sort of switched to, you know, once you've got a team in your business, how do you make sure, like how do you deal with internal team conflict and how do you navigate all of those kind of intricacies to make sure that you maintain a high-performing team? And so what we talked through was, you know, and if we come back to the recruitment process, one of the big mistakes, again, that I see is that people just hire people who are like them. They don't really stop to consider that diversity in your team in terms of diversity of personality styles and attributes and traits is actually a good thing. You know, some of the best performing teams I've ever worked with are teams that have a very, very diverse range of skill sets, diverse personality styles, but it just works because one person's strength is another person's weakness and another person's weakness is someone else's strength. So you're constantly being able to share and leverage strengths and weaknesses to complement the whole team and collectively you are stronger. And so the downside of, you know, not being intentional with the recruitment process and not following this process that I've got for my clients is like people just tend to hire people who are just like them. And so that you end up with a team, a whole bunch of mini-me's running around. And whilst that may seem good to you, you don't have you don't have a high performing team. You've got a team of people that are just like you, who all have the same skill sets, attributes, personality traits, and you don't get that diversity of and depth that you want within your team to create a high performing team. So, as I said to my client today, I asked the question like it's really important to have a look at your team and actually personality profile everyone who's on your team and start to build up a bit of a profiling of your whole team or your whole business and start to work out, are you too heavy in one area and don't have enough of another personality style to complement or offset the strengths and weaknesses of those different styles? So, you know, kind of point one when we're looking to increase team performance is to intentionally and consciously have a diverse range of personality types and skill sets within your team. Don't just hire people because you like them. Don't just hire people because they're the same as you. In fact, I'd be actively encouraging you to hire people who are different to you. As long as they're good at what they do, as long as they've got a good skill set, as long as they've got you know the right values and that sort of stuff, bring them into your team because they're going to strengthen, elevate, and deepen 
you know, the attributes and skill set that you can provide to your clients. So having a really good diverse mix of personality types is super important. The catch with that is then there becomes conflict. So similar personality types get along with each other really, really well. And that's why people hire people who are the same as them because you're like, I like you. I like the cut of your jib. Like, you know, you, you and I think alike. Like, come work for me in my business. Oh, I like you. Come work for me in my business. And then so because you've got a whole bunch of mini-me's, there's no conflict. There's no anything. And there's kind of that harmonious work environment, but you don't have the high-performing team because you don't have the mixture of skill sets. So people who are like each other, they have the same personality types, they've got the same values, they get along. There's no conflict. But like I said, the downside of that is you don't have the diversity of skill set and personality traits. What happens is, though, once you introduce different personality types into a team, if they are not aware and they're not conscious of how their actions and how they speak and talk and communicate impact others, you're going to have team dynamic and team conflict. And that's just kind of par for the course. And so the way to mitigate that is because I'm advocating 100% for a diverse range of personality styles within your team. Absolutely. That's how you build a high-performing team. Strengths, offsetting weaknesses, different viewpoints, different skill sets. That's how you build a high-performing team. But like I said, with that comes conflict. And so the next step of this process is team. It's team awareness. It's team building. It's building a team of conscious individuals who are all aware of their main personality style. They are aware of their strengths. They're aware of their work-ons. And most importantly, they are aware of how they come across to others. And so that this doesn't just apply to team dynamics. This applies to client relationships. This applies to the relationship with your spouse, your husband, your wife, your kids. Like if you're a very direct person, and in my personality profile, and that's a trailblazer, if you're a very direct person, you love conflict. You want change to happen quickly. You want stuff to go, 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 go. And you're okay. You don't really mind kind of treading on people to get what you need to get done. And if you are in a room of those same people, you all get it. Like you can have robust, aggressive, you know, conversations and you don't really care. It's just water off a duck's back. But if you've got other people on your team that are a bit softer, a bit more caring of others, don't quite like change, need more time to think things through, and you've got someone who's a really like, you know, a trailblazer, a driven, direct person, but they're not aware of their personality style and how they impact people, they are going to be causing so much conflict and grief with the other people on your team. And clients, like if you've got client relationships, people who are different personality styles, that person is going to be causing conflict. And so the key here is we want a diverse range of people on your team with diverse range of skill sets, but we want them to have a level of awareness around their personality style, their strengths, their work-ons, and how they impact other people. Because then once you can, I guess, deepen the EQ within your team and helping everyone see how they interact with others on the team who are different personality styles and how they could potentially cause conflict, then that's the like that's where the power is. That's where the gold is because you've got someone who's very direct, who's aware that they're direct and, and they're about to go and have a meeting with or talk to someone on their team who is, 
you know, what I call a stabilizer, a little bit more softly spoken, doesn't quite like change, but great with people. That direct person is like, okay, I'm going to go and have a meeting with Mary as an example. I know that I need to change my approach to get the best out of this interaction. So how do I tailor my approach to get the most out of my meeting with Mary? Can you see how powerful that is? You've got a team of people who are conscious, they are intentional, they are aware of their personality style, and they are thinking about how they could go into that interaction to get the most out of it. No different to a client relationship, someone going, all right, this is me, I'm this personality style, and naturally I'm quite direct, or naturally I love to go into the detail or what have you. I'm about to go into a meeting with a client. What do I think their main personality style is? Okay, yep, it's that. How do I tailor my approach to get the most out of this interaction with my client? That is so powerful. So if you come back to increasing team performance, that like that is gold. You've got a team of people who are aware, they're conscious, they've got that level of EQ, they are intentionally changing their approach and their communication style and all these things to get the most out of you know the interaction with the team. That is how you increase team performance. That is 100% how you increase team performance. A diverse range of personality styles all having a deeper level of EQ and awareness around their personality style and how they can tailor and morph and change and shift to get the most out of the interaction with the team. That's gold. So team, that's how you increase team performance. I could go on about this all day. I just wanted to give you some snippets of our conversation within Boardroom today. And team, if you'd like a copy of my personality profiling software too, super happy to give that to you as well that you can use with your team to kind of set up this team dynamic and team personality style framework. Cool. That's it for me today, team. Look, if you'd like to keep building your business on your own, we have a ton of free resources to allow you to do this. But if you'd like to join our boardroom coaching program and join a community of amazing business owners or helping each other succeed and all working on growing their businesses, then I'd love to invite you to join our boardroom coaching program. So if that's you, please reach out, shoot me a message, comment the word boardroom below, and let's have a chat about how I can help you build your business faster. Talk to you soon. Hi there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Don't forget, if you'd like some help growing yourself, your team, or your business even faster, head over to my website, www.coachignite.com for more resources. We'll book in a call and we'll map out a plan together for you to move forward with confidence. Don't forget also to hit the subscribe button so you get notified about future episodes. Take care, my friends, and see you again soon.